the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. We're back. You're listening to Iron Real Estate. And as promised, we have one of my favorite guests joining us, Lois White, who is a columnist for New York Post. And there isn't anybody in New York who knows more about commercial real estate than Lois. She's got the lowdown on what retail shops are opening and where, and all the inside information on what Amazon is going to do for retail in Long Island City when it opens. I don't want to say good morning. It's kind of mid-morning. Lois, thank you so much. We've oh, done. sure, Donnie. It's always a pleasure to, to be on your show. Thank we were you. dying. Well, we have to ask you the biggest question first, okay, because I've been asking it on the show, and, of course, there's, you know, some people think it's the greatest thing, which I do, and some people don't like it. What is your opinion of Amazon moving to Long Um, I'm really excited about it. I think it's really, really good for the city and for Long Island City. And if you notice, the people who are upset about it are the people who weren't clued into it before the announcement. So they're just acting like babies, the politicians out in Long Island City. Right. I mean, yeah, I read something like that, that if they might have known ahead of time, they would have maybe. <laughs> but it's it's 25,000 jobs, uh, which is great. And I would think that more technologies, you know, companies will come to New York City. And uh, I've heard that prices already are going up. I mean, they were going up in Long Island City for a while, but I heard this is really going to push them up. Yeah, And it's a little crazy. I mean, you know, you follow the money and and they, you know, pick an area because it might have lower prices. And then, you know, they create the higher prices instantly. But, you know, we have to remember that this is not 25,000 people that are going to show up in a a caravan, you know, on the L train you know, next year, they're going to start bringing in people to one court square, which is the, um, you know, everyone knows is the Citibank building. I'm pretty sure they also got uh, signage rights there. So they'll be bringing in people slowly to start to fill up that building. Um, I think that, you know, they rented, the city said 500,000 feet, 
Um, it's, uh, you know, the owner of Savannah said they rented a million, which means they have options as, you know, other floors become available to build up to a million. Um, well, that would make so- sense. I mean, I, I'm not sure where we'll fit all the cars, but um, I guess where there's will there yeah. way. But I think it's great for the city. I think it's great for uh, technology. I think that we'll be, now we have to be known as a technology hub also. Uh, and I think they'll be spending yeah. a lot of money. Um, yeah. I have, while I have you know, Lois, while I have you on the phone, somebody's calling about that for you. Um, Jim from Manhattan? Yes. Yes, you have Hello? a comment for Lois. Yes, you have a comment about Amazon or, or a question yes, for Lois. Yes, I guess I may uh, repeat some of what Lois said, but... Uh, you know, it's a little bit of not in my backyard. I guess it was my backyard. I might be a little objectionable. But, uh, you know, when I bought my place 12 years ago, I had a nice river view. And I knew they were going to be building. And sure enough, it took 12 years. I lost my river view. You know, But that's progress. Anyway, uh, uh, I think it's a great thing. Uh, you know, people saying, oh, 25,000 people. Well, they're going to phase them in. They're not bringing 25,000 people in one day. Going to be a phased in, and any and Amazon has to meet certain obligations, improving your neighborhood, etc., as they move along. And in addition, everyone says, "Oh, and the flushing line is going to be a number seven. I'm an old timer. The flushing number <laughs> seven line is going to be oh so crowded. Well, there's about four or five train lines that meet in that general area. Yeah. There's the N and the R and the F and the E and on and on and but at the other train, I can't even think of. And they can make they can make uh, improvements as they, they might be needed, you know. Right. So uh, no good deed goes and, unpunished. And these are the jobs uh, of the future: high-paying, yeah. good jobs. Yeah, we think it's great. Jim, do you live over there now? No, I'm in Manhattan, but I'm saying that's what I was saying exactly. What my point was, I. I had a nice view of the Hudson when I first moved here. I knew that there would be building along the water, and I would probably lose it. And it took 12 years, and I lost it. You know? And that's, yeah. that, that's the deal. You know, that's the progress, you know. Right. So that's well, what but the I'm sorry, the place that, that they were, the site that they're building on was going to get uh, towers for residential. And, uh-huh, and yes. um, that's one of the, my my understanding is that the plan that was devised there for the site for for the company known as the Plaskill, um, they liked the mixed use of it and and the way that the retail was going to be integrated with walking paths and parks and things like that. So what yes, you'll get yes. is uh, you know some office space instead of some of the residential, but, you know, there's a lot of land still in Long Island City that's targeted for residential development. It's the only land that's close to Manhattan, one one or two stops away to Manhattan. This is valuable uh, both commercially and uh, residential. We we had a room in Manhattan, a reasonable reasonable, uh, rentals in Manhattan for these you know, some companies, yeah, and, and, some, and, most, and, most actually, companies and most people. Yeah. So uh, I think that's the future. I was going to say it. Well, oh, because we think it's the future also. And look at Long Island City, Lois. Before Amazon was there, still has become so popular in the last maybe seven or eight years or 
something like that. So I, I think it's great, and I think these are people that are going to put money into our economy, into New York. Uh, yeah, know, I mean, and, and, and I also want to point out that they've they've promised, you know, something like $3.4 I don't remember exactly. And the thing is, if you think about it, and my colleague at the New York Post, Steve Cuso, wrote this, that, you know, there's one building in Hudson Yards that costs as much as that to build. And so when we talk about office towers, that $3.4 billion is really going to end up being closer to $10 billion. But if I was Amazon, I wouldn't promise that I'm going to spend $10 billion. You, you promise, you know, sort of the first money that you're putting in, and then you keep going. So, you know, there's going to be more of a return on this than I, than I think people recognize. And I think people. Well, I guess know, we're all in agreement people, then. Yes. Amazon, I Amazon, think, Amazon. I, I agree. Okay. I wish I agree. Thank you. Now, Lois. Yeah. I think that's great, but but you know, in the city, you know, I, you know, I see, you know, on a lot of retail like empty, uh, and there was an article in the Real Deal that said commercial landlords were lowering rent prices to attract retail businesses, and uh, that fifteen. Yeah. That the, you know, a lot of the major corridors in Manhattan, which was very boutique and like have little small stores, are just can't pay the rent. What's really going on? Is it just retail in general? Or is um, it it's retail in general across the country. Um, and it's because, I mean, I'm right now in North Carolina, and, you know, when I left my house, I was like, oh, should I bring the snow shovel? Because we're expecting a big snowstorm down here. And I said, oh, I'll be able to buy one, you know, down here. And like an idiot, of course, they don't, they hardly sell them down here. You can't pick up a <laughs> snow shovel in the South. Uh, but, you know, the point is, and then I, I realized I could, you know, go on Amazon and get one delivered tomorrow. So, you know, it, that's really the state of retail. If you want something and you need it right away, you go on Amazon and it's at your doorstep. But, you know, the thing is, and I wrote about this in our um, uh, commercial uh, section, and you can read the story on the Post website for free, um, that the coming design of the stores now are to entice people to linger, to, um, you know, explore kind of like you would find in an old flea market. So the designers are doing that. But the better news is that the Gen Z people, the kids who were born after 1984, um, love shopping. They love to go into stores because they grew up, with phones and and with screens and they kind of like to see what what's out there and what's real so you know between the landlords in new york um lowering rents the ones that can and i say that that people don't understand when you when you own something and there's a mortgage on it your bankers won't always let you lower the rent because it might not cover the mortgage payments. So it's a fine line of those that are have owned a long time um, can lower the rent to what you know covers their small mortgage, and those that have you know owned more recently might have a larger um, mortgage and they have to just get higher rents. But it, you know it's filling in. Um, I have to right, say that. But 
So you're saying that uh, you think the future re retailer that it'll still be here, but it will maybe have a different form where it'll be like attracting people to come in, just not racks of clothes or something that really entices yeah. people to walk in. Uh, yeah, more, more of a tre treasure hunt yeah. is the way it's described. And, you know, Rick Clark spoke at the Real Estate Board of New York luncheon the other day, and they're absorbing all of Forest City. That deal should have closed yesterday. And they are taking a lot of the old malls and making um, – they'll be putting up residential on the mall grounds um, and they'll try to bring in some other entertainment facilities and taking those old department stores and repurposing them, you know, with food and with, uh, you know, shows and, and anything to create a vibrant, you know, community. And, and frankly, so down, down south. Yeah. Uh, because I, I guess I'm from the old, I mean, I use Amazon too, but I, I mean, when it comes to clothes, like I'm like, I have to try it on. I have to see how it looks on. And I guess the younger people that I know don't. They just. They yeah, just I'm, I'm not a big fan of Amazon. My husband, you know, he doesn't like to go into stores. So this was a godsend for him. But he laughs at me because I walk through stores and I touch everything. You know, I want to touch every fabric right. You know, and, right. and things like that. I get so it. I agree with you. So what do you think the um, future of, you, you think, of malls you think are, are going to kind of either get really small or just be around? And what do you think? But you think retail, like, you know. They'll reinvent themselves. Um, right. And, you know, I, I have another story in, in that section online about the, what they call the junior boxes, um, you know, 20 to 40,000 feet instead of 100,000 feet, you know, kind of what, what Target is trying to do in the urban setting um, where you go in and it's the most popular items, the things that are targeted to the neighborhood, um, uh, they won't have large things or they have a delivery service. So, you know, just like um, Casper and Warby Parker and Bonobos had to open what they call guide stores. So you, you walk in and you feel the mattress. It's certainly not there to take home, but, it, you know, it isn't in any mattress store. But, you know, the eyeglasses, they have the sample there. So right. you don't have to just you know, see it online, right. you can actually try it on. And Bonobos, you go in, you touch the material, you try on a pair of pants, they make it for you in the fabric well, that you want. You know, it's kind of though, I and I hope that they do reinvent themselves, because I kind of miss the old New York where there were so many little boutiques that you couldn't find anywhere else. Okay. Yeah. And, so, and then I say, well, you know, then you look at Time Warner and you say the only people that could afford those rents are really basically wherever, whatever big cities you go to, you kind of see those, all those same stores. So I think that's a good thing. And I'm glad to know that people will still want to walk into stores once in a while because I do. I mean, yeah. like for stuff that I, you know, especially things I'm going to wear that I'm going to try on. Absolutely. Or, 
And, and that's kind of a dirty little secret. Um, I mean, you've heard that all of these stores now you can, you know, buy it online and return it to the store because it doesn't cost them that shipping and they get it back. So, you know, that's been the return problem has been a big problem for these stores because people will, you know, order things in three sizes, try them on and then return two of them um, because, you know, they had free returns. And a lot of a lot of my f- people that I know who are friends of mine that sell to retail to sell to some of the department store say they they really kind of lose their shirt with all the returns because a lot of people buy stuff and just return it. Okay. Yeah. So so I think it's and, great. and you know those little makers um, you sell to a store like uh, TJ Maxx they don't pay you for ninety days. I mean, it, you know, so you're out all that money until they decide to pay you. So it's very difficult for small, um, you know, p- people that make, you know, that don't make a lot of money. And, and, you know, another thing that Rick Clark said, you know, Bleecker Street, when Ralph Lauren opened their first stores there, suddenly had become this place of very elegant shops that were very expensive well um uh, brookfield just closed on you know several storefronts there and they bought them to make it more like a lab where they can bring in some unique brands from around the world and see how they do there but they don't have to leave them they can rotate them in take them out and if they start to do well they can also bring it to brookfield place or to um manhattan west that's a smart that's smart i mean i i i didn't know that you could that you mean so they'll try things out and then if somebody's not committed to like a five year lease or something and they'll see how it does. Well, they're sort of supporting the people there. You know, it's no, not like they're gonna own it so they can decide how much rent to charge, how much of a um you know, a term, but the the store owner themselves isn't or you know, the retail themselves won't be making that big commitment. It'll be more revolving around Brookfield trying to, you know, sample it and see if it, you know, should go into a kiosk or be, you know, rolled out to some of its other malls. Well, they always think out of the box, Brookfield. So I, um, I think that's a great idea. Now, you were also you had, and by the way, go to the Post website and Lois's articles are all on there, and really, you will learn. There's no one who knows more about retail Thank and what's you. going on. Really. Um, now, the the west side of Manhattan has seen a new popularity with big companies leasing space, obviously. What do you feel about that, or do you believe it's going to be like a city? It's a kind of city? exciting. It's the, you know, the, the place that's the least developed and had the most land, and... Um, you know, between related developing Hudson Yards and uh, Brookfield doing Manhattan West, they are placemaking. They're not just dropping a bunch of buildings on, but they all use as their kind of model um, Rockefeller Center, but they try to make it nicer. You know, Water Tower Place in Chicago, um, City Place uh, down in West Palm, uh, you know, Brookdale Village, it, it, you know, here. 
Can you uh, just yes. hold on? We have to take a quick commercial break, and I want to continue talking about that. We'll be right back with Lois Weiss right after our commercial break. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back with Lois White, who is the expert commercial retail. And while we were on our break, Lois, I was just, I have to ask you a question. You you, you talked about malls that they're kind of condensing themselves or, or and I remember when I first came to be the CEO of Douglas Elliman, I was from Long Island. And at that time, it was the first day that Time Warner opened up that, you know, that whole <laughs> Time Warner opened. And everyone was ooing and hawing. And I'm like, my goodness, I didn't say anything. But I thought, well, gee, this is like a mall in the city. And yeah. that, really tra- that, that really transformed that area, though, because I believe that changed it. And now with what they're doing with related is doing, isn't it they're building a city within a city? Is that, isn't that Hudson Yard? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, the the place, and they're going to be building, well, uh, they are building um, a giant uh, Time Warner Center, essentially, uh, there with uh, the north, uh, north and south tower and an even larger, you know, shopping area in between um, that, you know, is already going to have, uh, you know, curated restaurants and tons of stores and, um, you know, incredible. With with a Neiman Marcus is going to be, you know, the first one um, in the area. So... Is it your thoughts that what they're doing is reinventing the malls to fit into a lifestyle? Re- I mean- they have to reinvent the malls um, because some of them are just very tired and have the same store, you know, stores. And, you know, I have to say, you know, the teenagers like going to the malls and seeing their friends, you know. Yeah, they can hang out. Get- a license, you know, so mom can drop you there. Right. You can you can shop. You can go to the movies. You can go bowling. Whatever the heck they have, you can go skiing. You know, over in New Jersey in the indoor mall. So, you know, you have to have more than just a, a store there. And the food courts are also being reinvented, as you know. Uh, City Point in in Brooklyn, they've put in local. You know, food things, and you know, I think you'll agree with me, Daddy, that a lot of the the malls now are really after the food business as much as they are yeah. after shopping. No, um, absolutely, people know, go to the mall to go to go out to eat sometimes. You know, and, and no more. You know that there are people that go to the mall just to spend the day. I mean, to spend the day there, yeah. like well, they can go when you have a stroller eat. and a kid in the yeah. winter. Where do you go? You go mall walk with the kid you know it's a a good a good day you don't have to you know just sit at home and even when brookfield when they did the 
Well, I consider when they did that downtown, it was like really, again, I would say, well, gee, this, in a way, it, in a way, I love the little boutique stores, but in another way, it's nice to be able to be indoors and not have to get rained on or snowed on or so. So I, I think that that's really, um, when do they, a really a great thing, and I think it's going to transform it. Like it's a city with, to me, it's like a city with the city and what Related did with Time Warner, which I believe, and that's my, just my opinion, that that changed that whole area because when, that when I moved around there and nobody really wanted, it was very touristy. Nobody kind of lived there like really. It was the old uh, Coliseum, right? It was the old but Coliseum now that, that transformed that whole area and the values went up. And I think the same thing is going to happen. Absolutely. And, and it brought, you know, the whole foods to Manhattan, which was a whole new experience too. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Particularly the first time you go to the cash register at a Whole Foods, it is a different experience. <laughs> I remember being in shock, saying, I'm sorry, this is just, I just have one little bag of groceries. But there's wonderful products. So I, I do love their uh, their meat department. It's the best. So, yeah. you, so, so, you, so you, what do you think of the, you said that stores are transforming themselves, they're reinventing themselves. Do you, do you see, um, and you say that they are going to be more basically entertaining and uh, uh, displays maybe that you that maybe you could are interactive or uh, well, there's certainly more with... interactive things. I mean, you know, the the makeup people are using uh, interactive mirrors where they can show you what the makeup looks like on you without really getting, you know, you full of makeup and having to take it off and on That's a great and off. Idea. And, Oh, I yeah. I have to try that. I don't. I mean, they have that now. You, I I didn't. Even yes, know. apparently in Mac, and I think Sephora has it too. Very and clever. there's yeah. um, also these interactive mirrors where instead of, I mean, it's kind of a, almost a joke in some ways that remember the mirrors in the fitting rooms yeah. where they have the two wings on the side and then you can sort of see your rear. These yeah. mirrors they'll spin you around in the mirror. So you can see what you look like from the rear without, you know, contortions. So you can get more depressed and... than usual, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and... I, I, I'm showing my age because you could go online, and if you give them the dimension, they'll kind of put the clothes on you and show you how it looks. I oh, just really? Don't exactly. Trust... <laughs> yeah, I just don't trust that I'm like, you know, you know, sometimes uh, I, I said, oh, I wonder if this because something, sometimes I would think some stores had mirrors that made you look skinny. Uh, yes. But let me, there let are. Me I think a, I'm, I'm a believer in, you know, the fat mirror and the skinny mirror. I think I am too. Mirror okay. <laughs> you know, and you walk out, it looks great. And then somebody, but, yeah. but in any event, let me take a quick question for, for you for Johnny from New York. Hi, Johnny. You have a question yes. for Lois about Long Island City. Yes. Uh, uh, good morning. Uh, basically, a friend of mine bought a condo about six, seven years ago, right off the McGinnis Boulevard, like 10 minute walk from the Citibank uh, tower. Uh, she paid. Uh, I thought she paid too much money. But the question is, she paid like four, five hundred thousand. Uh, could that condo have possibly now worth doubled? Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, question, I, right? Yeah, but I, I, you know, I can't tell you exactly if it's exactly doubled, but I can tell you this, it's gone up. <laughs> there, nobody's going to lose money there. I mean, look at what's happened to Queens and it, you know, even before Amazon, uh, Queen was on fire. Uh, yeah, I think I, I and I think I, and I've already seen, um, 
they've already actually was I forgot where I read it, but it's already out there that Daddy, the uh, prices are higher in Long Island City. Well, we read it in the oh. Post. We had yes, uh, you know, Jen, uh, Jen Kyle Gould Jen did, Kyle. A, did a story on it. Yes, on the the cover last week, and you know we're seeing. I'm hearing the same thing from the commercial guys. Any commercial site, any warehouse site, depending on the zoning. Um, you know, is also now worth more, and I, I, what people are I doing now. Sort of, right, they're, they're, you know, if you don't have to sell, they're sitting there thinking, well, should I sell? How much am I going to get? And the brokers are, you know, examining all of this because it really depends also on the. Um, uh, uh, on the zoning and what can be built there, uh, and if it has to be rezoned, what the city is going to do. I mean, you know, obviously one of the issues for the city is the tax base, and every time they build, a, you know, a fully affordable building, they're they're you know almost losing that land for the tax base because of the. So a waiting game is good. A waiting game in this case would be good. Well, yes, listen, because that time goes on, you know. Yeah, I think I, I don't, I, and I think before people sell anything, they thought that they have to find a place to move, and you know, get you know. You have, That's you know, always you have to the question, isn't it? On, on how much more you have to pay to move and where you want right. to move. Right. And, you know, uh, okay. you might be very comfortable you are. So I think that, but for those who have properties there, obviously you can read it in the post, we're telling you, it's a good thing, whether you move or not, your property is going to go up. Um, not that it hasn't hey, been great. already, because long, so your friends are good sheep. Thanks for calling and have a good day. A good weekend. Thanks. So Lois, okay, so you think that retail will still exist but very differently and trying to be very creative and maybe the stores will be smaller. Like we were just talking, I was just talking to Ace and he said, you know, well, you're not going to have, going to have maybe one sample size. And then you just, instead of having a million different dresses, you just have one, one size, you know, in each size. And then you have to order that. Um, but you think that there'll still be retail. So that's, Good news. I, I, and, I, and I think you that know, people like just different. Yeah. People want to shop. People want to touch. It is, you know, sometimes you sort of groan when you have to go out and get one thing, but certainly it gives you the time, you know, to, to meet a friend or, you know, shop for, uh, you know, your kids for clothes or whatever. Um, right now, so it, there's you. You talked about there's been a lot, of, and there is a lot of buying and selling of rental buildings across the city um, by owners. Yeah, and um, do, do you have any feeling on? I mean, I think I have a feeling, but again, it's not a science on why that's happening. Um, well, the people, you know, a lot of developers build to sell, so they build, they rent it up. And then they sell it and let the next person, you know, work the rents or, you know, just have a, a, a cash flow. You know, there's some of the rental buildings, the real, really beautiful ones with amenities, 
those are getting um, redeveloped, you know, sold to converters who are going to do non-eviction plans, but they have, you know, market rate apartments and they'll start selling, you know, the apartments there. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, an exit strategy for another kind of developer. But, you know, it's the the big question mark now is what is Albany going to do and what is the city council going to ask Albany to do about the rent regulations? And it's uh, really frightening. I've heard, you know, of people who now just want to sell their portfolios and go to another town, uh, you know, go to another city because if they don't let them raise rents as people they move out or, or they, you know, uh, cap the rents or, you know, don't allow high um, income deregulation, uh, there's no you know, there's no point. I mean, I was talking to a big owner who will go unnamed. He said it's ridiculous. No one will want to put a dime into the buildings and fix them and it. You know, you already have people who don't, who, you know, I, I, I don't, I hope I don't know any no. of those people, but, you know. No, I, I know, and, and there's a, a subject that's kind of touchy, but the same token I try to tell people, look, New York is New York City, and it attracts people because they want to be here. But in truth, a majority of the taxes and everything are paid by a small amount of people, and if you make it too hard, for people to build or and like the reason there's only so only like they say oh well gee there's only high-end housing well because you can't buy anything cheap enough to build anything else so yeah I, and, I, and because nobody moves once you're in a rent stabilized apartment uh, you know unless you get married and have to and you know the two of you decide you can't live in a one bedroom with two kids anymore you know people you know, stay there and they and they save the money. They may buy a house in the Hamptons, but they'll, you know, keep that rent regulated exactly. apartment as long as they can. So because there isn't an incentive to move, people who can afford to move don't even bother. You know, and they that's treat the it issue. Like- I, I, that's the issue. And I'm not talking about people that can't afford, but I know a plenty of people who have rent control departments from college, okay? Yeah. And they keep them and they too. have homes, okay? And they have homes elsewhere, all right? And, uh, you know, as second homes. And I think that's where they have to kind of, you know, because otherwise yeah. it's going to be a mess. I mean, and then they're yeah. going to lose. And, and then they're going to lose people from New York City. You know, I see it already with uh, the... Uh, the baby boomer generation, if they don't have businesses in, in the city, I mean, people will pay more to live in New York City. It's the number one place that people want to live. But if it gets to a point yeah. where it's just, you know, there's a number, it's some number, people just say it's not worth it. So I think there's a fine yeah. line there. What do you think about IKEA? Yeah. Uh, with IKEA uh, coming in, well, they're they're essentially doing the online retail model where you come in and it gets shipped to you instead of you schlepping it. I mean, I've you know made my pilgrimages to you know IKEA up in uh, in Hartford and uh, you know hope that the car could hold you know whatever it is we decided to buy. 
Yeah. Um, so, I did that. You know. I did my daughter's first apartment out of college in the city. We went to IKEA. Uh, then you have to put it together. And I was yeah. like, I mean, I'm not good at that. <laughs> and we were finally done, and there was a screw missing. And I was going oh, to get rid of the piece missing. I wanted to kill myself. But at least if you yes. just put it online, it's a lot yeah, easier. It never, it never fits in the trunk. You know, you think it looks smaller in the store. You get to the car. It doesn't fit in the trunk. Now you're trying to tie the trunks uh, down. It's uh, yeah, it's fun. It, it's yeah. rough. So, you know, I, I, I think it's a really smart move for Ikea. Obviously, when you're paying, they're getting your zip code and off your credit card. They know where their customer is. And, you know... Uh, going into New York because their furniture is great for first apartments for the kids' Absolutely. room. Um, Absolutely. You know, just just perfect. So um, I think they're going to hit a home run there. I um, think so too. And, so Lois, you know, because you have, I hope you come on soon again. I, we learned so much from you. But if people want to, obviously, you should read Lois's column in the Post. But also, you can yeah. just go online. Uh, it's free. They, they can do. Post. They can put a search in for my name, and everything I've written comes up. So, um, so I, know, that's I one, will post Lois's name. Yes, because um, really, she's. There's no one who knows more than her about retail. You're very kind, really, Daddy. And I, but um, I, <laughs> I mean that. And you know what? I think that the world is changing so much that you really have to keep up with it. You really have to keep up with trends and, 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 and what's going on. And, you know, and one day I'll tell you about artificial intelligence, which I think is going to change the world. In any event, oh. I want to thank you so much. And I hope you don't get snow. When are you expecting snow in, in North Carolina? Um, later this afternoon. They're expecting, you know, four to eight inches and uh, oh. all around, uh, the, across the whole state. It's almost going to be an emergency because a lot of people here don't have uh, antifreeze in their cars either. So uh, well, it's going to be a well, little crazy. Good, good luck surviving the snowstorm. And thank you so much. And I will speak to you soon. And if I don't speak to the holidays, happy holidays. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Daddy. Lois. Stay warm. Okay. No, <laughs> Take I care, will. everybody. Thank you. Was it? She's great. She's I mean, great, Dottie. She's so great. knowledgeable. She knows so much. I'll post her name and everything. You can look up her articles, but she really is uh, a pro and so knowledgeable. Uh, thrilled to have her on the show. I'm really thrilled. And to listen to her in person and to get all her information is really great. So, so what do you, you know, we have like a few minutes left, and I said I, I could go into the topics, but after listening to Lois, I'm kind of thinking, you know, it's kind of what everyone has to do. Reinvent the businesses you're in. Reinvent. Because people want different things now. And um, even when you talk about resales, people like new. So at one time, you would say, oh, a young person will buy some, a home or an apartment that's like got nothing done to it. And they'll fix it up gradually. Well, they don't want that. They want new. And, you know, the, the, the rental buildings, the ones that have amenities, uh, people want them. Yeah. And they like common space. And I do think, what do you think? I think Hudson Yards. I mean, I was going to buy an apartment there not to live as an investment. But then I said, oh, my God, it's so much money. But I really think it's going to transform 
I think you're right, Tadia. I think it's all about the experience. Th- it's, it's the experience, right? right. It, it, even it's- when you look at retail, Louis Vuitton did something downtown where it was three floors, but really not about their merchant, but about their history and how they became about. And they had the last room was just pretty much retail. So they're just creating a different experience, and it was a pop-up, Dottie, right? So you're seeing that with Hudson Yards, with all of the with pop-ups. Yeah, stores. it's so, it's it's changing so much, and you're right. Companies need to evolve, and, and I think you're seeing that today. So yeah, and you know what, competition. Uh, if you look at, at 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 needs, I think there's a very big difference between, like I think, the generations now. I think with their And it was. So they're gonna they want different things, different experiences. I wasn't even sure if they wanted retail, but I'm glad to find that they still like to go into stores once in a while. Um, because I uh, what are you thinking, Jerry? But I you know what I, I and I'm not gonna do it for today, but I but I, I really think artificial intelligence, they are gonna know what you want, what products well, you want, what yeah, you, before I mean, you even know it. Yeah, they already They're do. They're going to contact you. Yeah, they already do to yeah. a large extent. But, you know, I'm amazed at, at how quickly consumers can adapt their buying habits. I mean, you know, I two years ago, I never believed that I'd be buying the majority of my, uh, you know, household products and things online. And now I am. I mean, it just becomes so routine. You know, we're out of something. I just go out put it on the Amazon list. At the end of the day, I send hit a button and the next day or two days later, it's there and it's free shipping. It's it's just too convenient. So if you're a retailer, you have to rethink the experience of, of uh, I almost get forgot, Jerry. That yes. This, again, this show, this show ends early again. So, All right, um, yeah. Two minutes. So, so you guys I'm are going to the beach now and all fabulous off. Miami stuff. Okay. Signing off. Miss you and I hope to see you back in New York. And, Enjoy uh, Miami. Have a wonderful weekend, and I will. Thanks for listening. It was a great show. We'll talk to you next week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.